Brought to you apart by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. That's Ozzy Osbourne. Time to welcome in Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Also rock star. That was Tim you just heard right there. Oh, that was Ozzy. Tim, how are you? Uh, good morning, y'all. How are you today? <laughs> Do you paint your fingernails black? Yeah, and my eyelashes. <laughs> Probably Dave, black. Dave Rose saw you in concert, and he told me, and he was absolutely serious when he said this. He said, you got to see him. He takes on the whole persona. You could just hear in his voice, like, I've watched a lot of basketball games with this guy. I've watched film of opponents. I've watched, you know, 16-year-old stars who wanted to recruit. And it just blew his mind, this persona that you don't have when you're watching basketball, that you do have when you step on stage. And it was 100% genuine. You know, it's crazy, man. Like, I met these guys. It was a high school deal. Uh, we, I, I moved to Texas and... You know, trying to connect with buddies and end up finding these guys. We we start a band way back then, and you know, time goes on, but we've all kind of maintained a friendship. And over the years, um, not been able to get together very much. But when we have, it's like riding a bike. And uh, you know, we're gonna actually play Utah here in a couple of weeks. Um, I was all worried that the you know, the championship round would conflict and how I would handle that, but I don't need to worry about that anymore. Are I you think surprised that, uh, that my you schedule don't... just freed up. Are you surprised that you don't need to worry about that now? Um, you know, there's parts of me that are, uh, but I when I watched that game last night, um, you know, the it is just so difficult to, you know, plan winning a championship. I think that... Uh, a huge part of it is is there, there's obviously a lot of uh, of skill and there's a lot of uh, things that you have to do. Like Aiden had to go make that play last night to give him the two zero lead, and Monty Williams had to draw it up, and you know Book had to back pick, you know, uh, set a back pick as a decoy. I mean, there's so many things that have to go into it, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of good fortune too, and um, you know the Jazz had good fortune health-wise all year long. Um, you know, they did not lose because of their health. I, I want to say that because they were playing a team that uh, obviously their best player wasn't playing. So I think at the end of the day, what, what happened is the Jazz just, you know, for whatever reason, hit a very, very rough spot, a spot where the ball wasn't um, always kind of going in the way it was in some cases. And in other cases, you know, the defense, which was something that they relied on quite a bit, during the season really just kind of for whatever reason the Clippers kind of found the way to attack the Jazz that um, that was real that they were real susceptible I saw it all year long you know when teams spread them out and drove them and um, it was really difficult for them so just some things that you know you got to look forward 
as you look forward to build and add pieces, I think that's where you look. So what are you prioritizing? Bigger guards, uh, another really athletic forward with some size because Royce is is taking the best score on the other team, but he's 6'4", so sometimes he's given up four or five inches. A lot of times he is. Uh, or or you want a, a small ball center who can protect the rim and yet run around like crazy and defend on the perimeter. You know, it's it's crazy, but um, you know, I think I think they could use a little bit of any of those, and so I think you end up getting best player available. Um, you know, the the intriguing to me is is a four man, or excuse me, a big man that can that you can play small ball with because I think we're seeing it, right? That's the future of the game. Uh, so I, I think that the – I think any of those, I think, you know, you, you won't go wrong if you pick an athletic guard, you know, a defensive-minded guy um, or a big that can help stretch the floor. I, I feel like that, you know, somebody that Quinn certainly has confidence in to be able to put in the, in the role would be the most important thing. And, whether you get that, you know, via trade, free agency, uh, or the draft, I mean, I think that that's, I think you guys hit it on the head, a couple of the positions that this team needs. And more importantly, you know, it, it's always interesting because it happened to us many times where, you know, there's a certain point in the season where you feel like, dang, we're pretty deep. You know, we got a, we got a deep team here. We can play a lot of different guys. And then when it comes right down to it, you realize that, some of that was a smokescreen, and that was the part that really kind of fascinated me more than anything. Is the Jazz bench was—they were great all year long, and, and and to be fair, you know, with Mike playing, or Mike not playing the majority of that Clippers series, uh, you know, bummed Joe up into the starting lineup, which took a weapon off the bench. Um, but man, the Jazz bench got really, really thin, and by really thin, I mean, you know, outside of Clarkson, very, very little input on the offensive end at all. And uh, it's just hard when you don't have the weapons to be able to roll out there and the numbers to be able to roll out there. Um, that really, at the end of the day, that hurt them. Yeah, that, that, to me, that, that absolutely that is interesting because you look at the Clippers and they had guys, and obviously Terrence Mann is the classic example, who played way above what their expected ability was. And I don't think the Jazz had anybody who played above what their expected ability was. You know, I know that Mitchell was sensational, but for me personally, I expect that out of him. So there's very little that he can do to surprise me because I think he's just that good. What can the Jazz do to maybe get that as far as going forward is to get guys who can be a little bit better than they have been because the argument, and I know it's tough to say, but there were guys in the postseason who played worse than they did in the regular season. Oh, yeah. Not not just worse, but, like, way worse, right? Um, and, and that was the other piece of watching the game last night. Cameron Payne, a guy who was playing with Jimmer in China, um, scores 29 points last night. And, and that's what you have to have. You're, you know, Donovan did his job. He certainly – he raised his level, you know, from, from regular season. Once again, we saw it in the bubble last year. But Donovan's a bona fide superstar. I mean, the way he can raise his level. And now it's just being able to get dudes surrounding him that can do the same thing. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, Cameron Payne, 
certainly is receiving great coaching, you know, and has his whole life. But the the inner fire that you know to had him go to China, continue to chase a dream, and then come back here, um, you know, there's there's a lot of unique stories, and so I think that's really what it comes down to is surrounding your main guys with a whole bunch of weapons, and uh, you saw what it does when you've got a, a complement of Joe and Clarkson coming off the bench. Uh, and then Niang had, a, I thought Niang had a really good season and then just totally, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the reasoning or whatever, but just totally, you know, went um, completely silent in the playoffs. And I, I mean, I think that that really, those types of things and not having enough guys, you know, contributing that really hurt um, the Jazz chances as, as the playoff kind of wound down. I'm surprised you dismiss injury as quickly as you did because I think a lot of the bench problems are with Mike out. I mean, they had four players on the bench with Mike out. Joe goes into the starting lineup. Now they got three guys on the bench. And yeah. No, no, no. No, I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I guess my thing, I never wanted to blame injury for because at the end of the day, it's a variable. And if, if it was only exclusive, mutually exclusive to you, then that's one thing. But, you know, the league is dealing with a rash of injury. And in the very team you're playing, their best player and perhaps one of the top five players in the league was out. Yes, um, that's all true. I so, agree with that. I, I so guess the, the thing is I guess that, that's why. I guess the thing is if you're in the Jazz front office, which you and I aren't, but if we were and we try to put ourselves in their shoes, if it's not about the injury, you better change the roster. But yeah, if the injury right. did do it, then you better you better kind of stay the same status quo and run it back again and give them a yeah. chance to do it if the injury was the only thing separating them from doing it. Yeah, and, and you make a great point. I mean, I, I guess I was not putting myself in their shoes. I was holding the phone up to my ear talking <laughs> to two guys in Salt Lake. So you're right. Um, but, no, but I, but I mean, as a, a holistically, yeah, I mean, the injuries were just terribly timed and, um, but if you you know if you're going to say that you've got to admit that the reason the Jazz had the number one seed and were the best team in the league the majority of the years they they were able to avert all that stuff yeah. um, for the most part so it, it is a yeah it, it's very frustrating uh, it's hard to it's hard to think what if you know if everybody would have been healthy um, but that's the uh, again the difficulty in winning a championship you have to overcome so many obstacles that. You know, when you start out on your journey, you don't even know exist. You think they need to have an, a, line, a lineup where they can have five dependable three-point shooters? I don't think it would hurt. Um, you know, to be able to do that, uh, real, realistically, it would be the minutes Gobert is not playing because, you know, uh, he's going to play his minutes, and, and I think – but yeah, I think uh, you know. I when, I almost wondered if AAC is not the answer, you know, right now or, or going forward. But I thought it would be interesting. You know, there were times during the season when uh, I was. I remember one particular game against the Lakers where Billy Sobo was really good. Actually, did a nice job defensively. Moved his feet. The Jazz did kind of play a smaller lineup, and then on offense, he was just able to kind of help space and make threes. Um, but so somebody like that, you know, that's not as down the road in their career. Uh, the one thing I've been really impressed with with this organization, this ownership, 
uh, to this point, and and then obviously the the front office. They do a great job of finding guys a that fit, um, and then you know they find like the Royce O'Neal find was was phenomenal. You know, I always thought the world of George Niang as a college player. Uh, I thought he was just an instant bucket, and you know the fact that he ended up. Uh, but you know that's that's where they've got to. I guess that's where they've got to find some of that depth. The, the salary situation right now, obviously, they're up against it. Um, you know, free agency will be interesting for the first time. Uh, you know, with Dwayne Wade here and see what kind of impact that makes. But um, I'm with you. I don't think you scrap everything. I think there's there's plenty to build around. But uh, athletic wings that don't mind guarding, like defense. Um, you know, guys that certainly can shoot the three ball. And then, you know, a, a smaller big guy who's got some skill and ability to shoot a perimeter shot to keep people honest. So as long as we're playing woulda, coulda, shoulda, uh, I'm curious if you think if the Clippers would have won the series, all the injuries everybody had, that that all stays the same. It's just one of those mm-hmm. things that happens, so you got to deal with it. But if the Clippers had not signed Batum after Charlotte dumped him in his contract, stretched it and let him go or whatever, and then the Reggie Jackson buyout in Detroit, if they don't have those two guys, do the oh, Clippers yeah. win the series? I don't think so because those guys were huge. You know, you go back and look what Jackson, Batum, uh, and Kennard, who Kennard was again really good last night uh, in that game against Phoenix. They they made some very very good moves. They they added some some layers to their team, some depth to their team. But no, I, I think you saw the pivotal plays and, and shots that Jackson and Batum particularly made in that series. I don't think they do. You know, especially with Kawhi being out, uh, they were really able to kind of change. They were kind of able to change their approach on the fly. And they were, you know, and, and and were able actually to to find some mileage out of it. So I think that 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 was brilliant move by them. But again, it's flip a coin. Sometimes you know you you take a chance on an older guy like Batum, and it ends up you know kind of flaring out on you. So so much of that is just again positive positive stuff to look back on. And you got to give the Clippers a lot of credit for making the moves they did. What do they do with Conley? Uh, I love him. Um, I just don't know. I think that some. I'm I'm curious to know what Conley wants to do. Yeah, you know, I right. Think that's always huge. Uh, but I would have to think that these have been positive years for him in terms of the way he's received and the way he's treated. Um, you know, I've never met Mike, but I know that there's a great relationship there with uh, with ownership. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of money you throw at him. I guess that's why, you know. Now I'm just a logistics guy and a part-time radio dude because I I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I certainly I, I will say this. I thought Mike answered the bell after a very disappointing season, and it would have been easy making the amount of money he he was making to just kind of like ride it out. But I, Mike had one of the best years of his career, and that says a lot. You know, he's had a great career. Made the All Star Game, you know. Finally, you know, deserving of that. Um, how does he fit? You know, what kind of uh, red flags pop up? You know, from a health standpoint, because you do really, you know, when you sign these guys, you count on them, you need them. Um, nothing that 
you know, happened was something that Mike loved. I mean, he, Mike hates sitting there. Uh, but I think that's all the stuff you've got away. I mean, if there's a way to keep him around and it makes sense, I think continuity is a good thing. And I think that that's something Dennis has talked about. You know, continuity is important to this organization. Um, you know, and if Mike can continue to play at the level he played at this year, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but that nagging injury and some of that stuff, that that would just make it really hard for me to settle on a number. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be something where I think relationship – will drive that and if everybody has enough care about you know which they do everybody looks at each other and cares about them then i think it's just got to be hey what's what's honestly the very best thing we could do for you for us and you know that's where i think that thing that decision will be made but what you said first is really important what does he want you know yeah He's a free agent, and he said, he made a point of saying in his exit interview, you know, this is the first time I've been a free agent. And so if the Lakers or the Clippers or the Suns or whoever, the Warriors, I don't know, whoever comes calling, what does he think? And I don't know that any of us know the answer to that. Yep, because I think, again, he's got to weigh a lot of different things, you know. The money, the opportunity, the ability to win. The ability to be comfortable. I mean, he came here last year and had, you know, for his standard, a very poor year. Um, you know, and that's not anything that, you know, that, that's something Mike would say. He just had a difficult year adjusting. But man, what a what a bounce back year. Um, but all that stuff, you know, Mike's got to weigh it. He's got to weigh how much somebody to pay me. What's my opportunity to play? What's my opportunity to win? And is it any better than here? And that's where you start to say, okay, what if they offer less money? I don't know. I mean, that's, it's a fascinating, it'll be a fascinating process for sure. Um, one that we probably won't get a lot of exposure to, but at the end of the day, uh, I think we'll be able to tell kind of what happened by the choice he makes or, or the choice he has to make. Tim, we appreciate it as always. Thanks for joining us. It's been a fun year, guys. Um, July 9th and 10th. If you guys aren't there, the friendship's over. So I would recommend you get online and get tickets because I ain't taking no for an answer from you two. What's the venue? Where are you going? We're playing the Valor in Provo. Uh, July 9th and 10th, back-to-back nights. We wanted to do the rock star thing where play one night. Yeah. You know, go get something to eat, take a nap, wake up the next day and do it again. Are so, they yeah. available at the door? Uh they won't be for you. You have to actually make an effort to get some, uh, but everybody else, yeah, there'll be some. Okay, if I drive down there and show up, that's what's called an effort. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you need to make a plan. <laughs> uh, but numbers, early numbers are good. We're, we are close to a sellout both nights, so it should be very fun. All right, there it is. Tim, and, we... and I just marketed as friend of PK, PK and DJ – um, and man, ticket sales have been crazy. So nice. thank you guys. <laughs> All right. All right, Tim, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Bye. When we come back, it's Win Ticket Wednesday. You'll be trying to win free tickets. We'll tell you all about that next. Stay with us.